crackdown. The lights of Reno and Las Vegas were extinguished. Carson City will become a ghost town. If he comes in, Carson City will become a ghost town. And the Christmas season will be canceled. They're canceling Christmas. Come on. Wow, the town without Christmas? No, the country without Christmas. Wow, what will Christmas be like if we're in this? So we've played several uh, medical experts today, one uh, from Face the Nation, one from the Meet the Press, saying the next couple of months are going to be the worst so far in terms of cases in the coronavirus. It's a couple of months? That gets us up to Christmas. I wonder what effects that's going to have. No maybe, traveling for Christmas. Wow. Maybe we just need to all bundle up and keep the windows open all winter, which, you know, is more of a sacrifice in Fargo, say, than in Sarasota. <laughs> but, you know, you got you don't like it, move. Hmm. I want to finish up a thought that we were uh, chatting about just a few minutes ago, if you're just tuning in, and that is the question of opening schools and how even some lefty news commentators have said, like David Gregory notably last week said, look, a lot of the energy of keeping the schools closed is because Trump says open them, but we need to open them. Uh, Mayor Sam Licardo of San Jose is somebody we've had some uh, beefs with, beeves. Several beeves. Through the years, uh, and I stand by my side of uh, those beeves. Um, On the other hand, credit where it's due. And this is in liberal San Jose, California. The barrier of California has gone crazier than most because it's so left in, in terms of shut, pandemic shutdowns and restrictions. The golf, cl- uh, golf courses were closed for six months or whatever it was. You're outdoors 100 yards away from another human being. And the, and the, the people of the Bay Area put up with that. I don't know why. Perhaps they should line up to get sheared because they are sheep. The present company is accepted. I know we have plenty of fine folks from the Bay Area who said, I'm not a sheep, but we know you're not. But here's what Sam Licardo just said. And I appreciate my, uh, my, uh, my friend Tim sending this along. When the history of this pandemic is written, it will reveal that school shutdowns imposed far greater harm to our children than COVID-19 ever did particularly from children for children from low-income families. The lost years of education, mental and emotional anguish, social isolation, limited access to exercise, play, and nutritious food will have impacts that will be felt for a generation. We need a statewide commitment to reopen our schools safely. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I could quibble with some of that, but let's not be quibblesome. Um, you're right, Sam. You're absolutely right. It's, you know, I've I've become aware following politics for my entire adult life that the various sides are willing to sacrifice a lot of what is good and decent and necessary in America to a disturbing degree. They're willing to be dishonest. They're willing to to crush a lot of good things about life just so they get power. I'd come to terms with that. I don't like it, but I can deal with it. The fact that Certain political forces are more than willing to sacrifice our little children to get over in this election cycle. That disgusts me. It really does. Anyway. Um, Trump has two events today. Two of his speaking events. Biden's doing nothing all week long. He's shut her down until Thursday. There's a, a debate on Thursday. It's the last debate. We didn't have the second debate. Do you think this one happens? Yeah. 
I think so. Have you heard any rumblings that I won't? No, nope, but I'm skeptical. shocked. Huh. Um, I, boy, I, Trump ought to show up. I mean, he, it's the only event left outside of some sort of war with China or something that's going to change the trajectory. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, debate on Thursday. And then what else do I need to tell you about? Oh, election is two weeks from tomorrow. And then coming up, I've got the list of the candies kids actually like, according to a very big survey. I'm not going to listen. This is the same survey that rejected Boston Baked Beans, which is a delicious candy. <laughs> Boston Baked Beans did finish DFL last. Heck, uh, in terms of uh, kid <laughs> candies kids want to get for Those out. are essentially just off-brand peanut M&Ms, right? M- more more companies, more candy companies ought to incorporate baked beans into their, their candies. I mean, if Snickers would get rid of those disgusting peanuts and have baked beans or maybe refried beans. Bean Snickers. Hard fart primary. Reese's refried beans cups. Refried Two great beans tastes c- that taste great together. Yes. Peanut butter and beans. You're tracking with me. Or chocolate and beans. I'm not here to tell them how to do their business, but... Either would be delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I've been talking about this on and off today. Uh, you should know this. And, and again, I will make the point. If you would like to know, boy, these progressive policies that are being touted, they seem a little odd to me. They seem like they might end in disaster. If you'd like to see how they end, look to San Francisco. Look to Portland. Look to Seattle. You don't have to guess. Free speech demonstration over the weekend on Saturday in San Francisco. Um, people demonstrating they're mad at Twitter for censoring the the New York Post story about uh, Hunter Biden and the Chinese deal and the uh, Ukrainian deal and the texts and the emails and the rest of it. Um, they didn't appreciate Twitter doing that when Twitter let all sorts of Russian collusion hoax go. In fact, Twitter, as far as I know, is never censored a major media story that was negative toward progressives, ever. So people were mad about that, and they held a peaceful demonstration. Well, several hundred, quote-unquote, counter-protesters, anti-fascists, Jack, employed every tactic of the fascists of history, waded in and beat down the demonstrators, bloodied their faces, sent them running, terrorized them. And, of course, the coppers were not there to protect the uh, the peaceful protesters. Uh, these guys took the stage to make their speeches at 1 p.m. They were greeted by chance. Plastic water bottles, glass bottles thrown over police barricades. Beatings, violence uh, caused. And nobody, nobody in the free speech rally tout- touted anything but the free exchange of ideas. And they were beaten down for that in San Francisco, California. And allowed to be beaten down. Yeah. Now, the police were there with barricades, so there weren't murders. But eventually, you have to leave. Or you get too close to a barricade, and you get smashed in the face by a glass bottle, for instance. And so, yeah, as people tried to leave the rallies, or, or what have you, they thought, this is too hairy for me. I'm I'm for free speech, but I got my kid with me, or whatever. People tried to leave the rallies, and they were beaten down. Guy got his tooth knocked out. We got this text. My brother's picture in Sunday's San Francisco Chronicle, page 13, doesn't show the gutless cowards who sucker punched him a few seconds after the picture was taken. I held backed mask screamers, and we walked a few feet to the cop's barrier and got around it. I'm trying to get the paper 
from the paper, the other photos that were taken, my MAGA hat was untouched. Total gutless cowards, the Chronicle sides with. Yeah. So, th- it but reminds me. But they're anti-fascists, and I'm against fascists, so they must be the good people. So, Sean's been talking up this John Brown miniseries that's on Showtime called... The Good Lord Bird. But anyway, I was reading over the weekend. Um, uh, so I thought it was about Larry Bird. I was very disappointed. <laughs> So they're going to have an election in Kansas to decide whether they were going to be a free state or a slave state, and they're going to have an election. Well, Missouri wanted to be a slave state, and they sent in a bunch of ruffians from Missouri to beat up people that were going to vote. They showed up on voting day and beat people down, killed some people, Mm -hmm. and they would beat you bloody in the street. You're going to vote? Until people were too scared to vote. Right. And then you know what? It's one of the darkest chapters of the history of that part of the country. Absolutely. And you know what the response was? People like John Brown got together and said, well, we're not going to put up with that. And they came back with machetes and hacked up people who were on the other side. That's what you end up with. There's a response to this. Yep. There will be a response to this. Anybody with clear eyes understands how the Proud Boys became a thing. Uh, They didn't start it. They arose to oppose the brutality of the left. It will. Ugly breeds ugly. Violence breeds violence. And the entirety of the media will say, well, uh, angry, violent right-wingers are terrorizing our city, ignoring the hundred nights of rioting in a row before that. That's my point is, you know, I don't think we'll end up with a civil war, but we got a lot of those kind of things going where you're going to have escalating violence, there will be a response to that. Mm-hmm. Other violent people will show up on the other side, and then your side will have to get you know meaner and bigger and tougher and, and better armed, and so will the other side, and it just grows. Right. Unless we're going to interrupt this cycle somehow. And we've now seen executions in the streets. We've seen killings in self-defense. We've seen more and more armed people. And I almost, I, I feel like I'm insulting y'all's intelligence by pointing out where this is headed. Because you know, and I know, everybody knows, it's obvious. And yet, especially thanks to the lying liars of the nation's media, we're not calling out the bad people. Can you imagine in the United States of America, try to picture this five years ago, ten years ago, a group of folks wants to rally to support the First Amendment and leftist mobs beat them down for it in the United States. You know what? If you're not an activist, become one. I'll pay off the big survey for you, because as a parent, you're going to want to know this. The candies kids want and will walk away from your house being happy and the ones they don't want. I'm not worried about being toilet paper or egged or whatever. But, you know, I just assume give out candy that kids like. I don't want to give them Boston baked beans if it turns out no kid wants that. How about butterscotch candy, Smithers? Whorehounds. Whorehounds. Mm. <laughs> a troubling name, but a delicious treat. <laughs> um, but that and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Probably the most difficult phase of this epidemic. I think the next three months are going to be very challenging. There's really no backstop against the spread that we're seeing. We're probably two or three weeks behind Europe, and Europe's in a very difficult position right now, too. 
I think as we enter the winter, we're going to see continued spread. There's 42 states where hospitalizations are rising. There's 45 states where the rate of transfer, the RT, is above one, meaning they have expanding epidemics. And there's really no backstop. There's not going to be an intervention that really thwarts this, um, short of the, um, the ability to get a vaccine, which is probably an event that happens late in next year. So we, uh, he, he says, Scott Gottlieb there on Face the Nation, we got the worst couple of months of the pandemic coming up, which was a little surprise to me. What? But he said we're in the seventh inning of this thing. So I guess that's good news, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's better than the third, I suppose. Yeah, there, there you go. A um, couple of nuggets for you. Brian Wilson, Wilson and Al Jardine have disavowed the Beach Boys' appearance at a Trump fundraiser. So those are two 80-year-old members of the Beach Boys, and apparently some other 80-year-old members of the Beach Boys played at a fundraiser, and so whatever. You all, you know, argue about it yourselves. Um, Boy, I hope the internal battles of the Beach Boys are settled soon. <laughs> what the what? <laughs> Trump's involved. Uh, so, let's okay, go Trumpin' right. now. Everybody's learning how. Come um, on with the MAGA with me. MAGA, 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 MAGA me. <laughs> All right. Um, I thought this was good. This is from the New York Times. Tim Sandifer retweeted this. We were just talking about Antifa and then the Proud Boys and this and that and what things are called. White supremacy is increasingly used like Maoist used capitalism or the moral majority used godlessness, a sweeping catchphrase that at once is specific enough to capture something real, but used so broadly it captures nothing. Yes, yes absolutely move, clear. Let's move away from the whole calling everything white supremacy and thinking that Please. ends the conversation. Everything's racist. Everything's a fascist. Fascist means something I disagree with. Oh, it's just so pathetic. Oh, that reminds me. The close ties between the climate change movement and, and Marxism. I really need to get into that at some point. Um, and it, the reason I'm reminded of that is that that sentence about um, I can't remember what the wording was, was, you know, it takes a concept that's that's real, but then just spreads it to all sorts of places. It doesn't belong. Every great scam has a large measure of truth. That's how they get over as scammers. They take the truth and pervert it and use it to sell the untrue. And I think that's a really good description of a lot of the climate stuff going on. But more on that later. And the Wall Street Journal had an editorial board opinion piece. Packing the U.S. Senate. A 104-seat Senate is on the agenda if Democrats sweep the election. That would be adding D.C. and Puerto Rico as states. And they concluded with this, in which they would uh, have four more Democratic senators. So if they picked up like three or four, then add four more, you got a pretty solid majority there where you can really do whatever you want. Many Americans think they're voting for a temporary Democratic government after four years of Donald Trump. They may be surprised to find they actually voted for Senate packing and a permanent shift in partisan power. Yeah, the idea being that uh, packing the Supreme Court and the Senate, things could be going that direction for a long time to come. And do Americans know they're voting for that? If they're just voting, you know, for Biden because they're tired of Trump. Right. I, I saw. I heard somebody talking the other day about just the fatigue. The, 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 I don't know how it is for most people, but there's just got to be just tired of it. Just so freaking tired of it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what you blame that on, if you blame it on Trump or the coverage of Trump or whatever, but just tired of it. And I, when you're tired of something, you usually want to change. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> and I think even Trump supporters feel it from time to time, judging by the ones I've talked to. But at the same time, is it Trump or, you know, did Trump cause the times? Did the times cause Trump? 
I remember vividly each one of the previous uh, like half dozen Republican candidates for the White House being described as as racists, as would be dictators, as theocrats. Um, just uh, Mitt Romney described as some sort of wild-eyed fascist when he ran. I mean, that's, what could be more ridiculous? So I just I don't know if there's any relief from the fever pitch politics of our time just because Trump goes. Dodgers in the World Series with their hundred-some million-dollar payroll and the Tampa Bay Rays with their 20-some million-dollar payroll. Taking each other on, huh? If you're a Dodgers fan, you're a Dodgers fan. But if you're not, you got to root for the uh, team that's got the fifth of the payroll, don't you? Yeah, I'm much more a, oh, yeah, it's a great underdog story, um, uh, no doubt. Rays are a great ball club, but um, I know a heck of a lot more about the National League and particularly the NL West yeah, than I know yeah. about the EAL yeah. East. I can, so yeah. I know the Rays yeah. are great, but. I can't name a Ray. Manta. <laughs> Sting. Charles. Charles Ray? Ray Charles. Oh. Oh, I get it. Sorry. My bad. Full credit. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I've been enjoying the heck out of the playoff series. So cool. Bring on the baseball. They've gotten way better with the sound <laughs> effects, I noticed. Yes. They're, they're quicker on the trigger, like, you know, if there's a home run or whatever. And one of the great outfielders in history, one of the most exciting defensive players I've ever seen, Mookie Betts, plays for the Dodgers. So tune in for that reason. You'll love seeing him patrol right field. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A restaurant in San Francisco is selling a fried chicken sandwich that includes the chicken's claw. Not to be outdone, KFC just announced their new beaks only bucket. He laughs through the joke so much, you, you miss the fact that a San Francisco restaurant has a chicken sandwich now that includes the chicken's claw. And then the joke part was that KFC now sells a bucket of beaks, which I'm not eating. San Francisco, where Walgreens have had to close seven stories in the last year because there's so much crime, they just can't keep goods on the shelves anymore, so they've given up. That's rough. Major corporation says, we can't do business in the city anymore. How much did it cost to have a, you know, those buildings are huge. I know, it's amazing. I I don't know. Interestingly enough, CVS has very different policies on shoplifting and security Hmm. and that sort of thing, and they have goods on their shelves. But I don't know how long that will last. I don't because people the the beast always adapts to its environment, and the thieves and criminals of San Francisco got word that Walgreens is an easy mark. Well, with Walgreens gone, they will test CVS to see how serious CVS is. But uh, and we'll bring that uh, that story to you as it evolves. Oh, I have to tell you quickly because I promised it. Uh, anything Reese's is in like the top. Kids like that. You can't oh, go candies. Wrong. Yeah. Reese's is number one Reese's peanut butter cup, but like Reese's is a five of the top 10. So that and that and uh, M&M's pretty much fills out the top 10 Reese's stuff and top 10. As long as you don't get Boston baked beans, which is at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez, Chicklets. No kid wants chicklets. That's a delightful peppermint gum. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, kids. Have fresh breath. Oh, boy. 
Gum is not candy. Candy corn's pretty low, by the way. What are those chalk tablets like the Nico or the Neko? Oh, Neko wafers? Yeah, don't, don't do those either. Because I'm pretty sure no new ones of those have been made since World War II. <laughs> what was that nickel thing you were talking about? Nickel nips? That was finished second to last. Yeah, that's that. that sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> nickel nip. I don't know what that is. They're like a wax candy that I figured. I don't. N-A-K-L-N-I-P. I don't even know what that I've is. I've never heard of that. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, so this is going to seem a little out there to you, but I think part of that is because you've been misled by the nation's media. You know, uh, number one, and I've been pitching this, uh, reminding you of this over and over again. You cannot forget this. And this description is actually taken, oddly enough, from the Washington Post, which is describing a meeting between AOC's chief of staff, whose name is Saikot Chakrabarty. He now has a different gig. <clears throat> he's gone on to national climate advocacy positions, Green New Deal. I can't remember who he's with, but he is having a conversation with Governor Jay Inslee of Washington State's climate director. Okay? They're getting together. And uh, and Rickett said, hey, uh, thanks for the support, uh, great rollout, blah, blah, blah. Um, I want to hear more about what you guys are working on. And Chakrabarty said, the interesting thing about the Green New Deal is it wasn't originally a climate thing at all. It Because we were really thinking of it as a how do you change the entire economy thing, which they then attached a climate thing to. And people who just take this stuff in briefly and understand they don't like it, but they don't actually take a look at what it is, think it's a new deal to achieve greenness. No, no, it's it's a gigantic New Deal-style restructuring of the economy with a green element to it. And the distinction is very, very important. And they agreed that, well, yeah, it's great to be able to do both things at once, but the key is a, I'm quoting here, a nationwide economic mobilization, key elements of justice, uh, ensuring prosperity for all on a permanent basis by taking control of the economy. Now that you know that, I became aware of this uh, Twitter feed by the former uh, interim director of the EPA, um, and uh, and he has a Twitter feed, Steve Malloy is his name, at Junk Science, a Twitter feed if you need more evidence that climate is about communism. And he tweets quotes and news stories as they come out. Pope Francis saying the current economic system of market capitalism has failed and is unsustainable. And he issued an urgent call to action to defend the planet and help the poor. So, to save the planet, market capitalism is unsustainable. Interesting. Sir David Attenborough, the BBC commentator. Capitalism is the main driver of ecological breakdown. Greta Thunberg, with her... Wait a second, now you're quoting children? It's time to abolish billionaires. You've not seen anything yet. We're going to restructure the economy. Um, From the... Uh, make capitalism history. Greta Thunberg's hashtag school strike for climate. There are a bunch of people with make capitalism history banners. 
Pope Francis, coronavirus intersects with climate, which requires change both in production and consumption patterns and in private and public auctions. It is time for a deep and global ecological conversation. But he's talking about the economy. Um, here's one of my favorite. Extinction Rebellion. This is an environmental group. Extinction Rebellion plans to target an economic system that is causing cancer on our planet. Um, and then uh, there's a Joe Biden thing that's not terribly compelling. Um, Washington Post editorial page. Uh, well, it's talking about green energy plans and carbon taxes, and 70% of households would get more back than they pay in higher energy costs, etc. Um, and then in the nation, they said, if we want to keep cities safe in the face of climate change, we need to seriously question the ideal of private homeownership. Wow. To save cities in the face of climate change, we need to seriously question the ideal of private home ownership. Who said that? Where? That's in The Nation, which is a p- prominent yeah. progressive publication. Um, if you, you know, there's more on that. It's repeating the same thing over and over again. Coronavirus has basically turned off the global economy. Let's install a new operating system before we turn it back on. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. It says this is a long string of tweets, but so many are tying dealing with the alleged climate change to ending the free market. They are arm in arm. So, the- oh, and my, my, I'm sorry, just my preamble about every great uh, fraud has a fair amount of truth to it. That's why it's a great fraud. And the climate is changing. It's not clear, you know, what's causing it, what ought to be done, if the Chinese are ever going to cooperate, the rest of it. There's many, many question marks. But, yeah, it's getting warmer. Um, that much is true. Therefore, let's not let that crisis go to waste. Let's install Marxism. So some people are fighting for this because they're legitimately just concerned about climate. Correct. You know, I know people like that myself. Absolutely. Yep. Um and then some people like Gavin Newsom think, well, this is a hot thing with the young people now want to be president someday. So he hammers that all the time. But a lot of people are just using it as a way to get rid of capitalism. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I hope they fail. Yeah, they uh, they mentioned in the Washington Post that uh, the organizers of Earth Day's 50th birthday uh, aligned their celebration with May Day, International Workers Day. And it goes on and on. Mm. Uh, watch for it. Watch for it, friends. Ilhan Omar's daughter, who is an activist herself, I hate capitalism. I'm 17 and I hate capitalism. All right. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Speaking of quoting children, shut up. Child. You child. Read Jonah Goldberg's book. What was it? Death of the West. Death of the West. Yeah. Uh, his, His layout of capitalism there is so good. So good. Um, Rolos kind of finish in the middle of the pack. I don't think my kids would like a Rolo. Rolos. They're fine. But it's a delightful candy. It's what's, all right. what's in a Rolo again? It's just chocolate and caramel, isn't it? Caramel. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like them. I almost said caramel. I am not a caramel person. I'm a caramel person. Caramel. I don't say caramel. That's a different sort of person. And I'm not them. Do tell. <laughs> Inventing a new prejudice. Came up in conversation in a it was a bar conversation one night. Mm. People were really uh, they were all caramel people talking about it. the sort of person that says caramel. I said I'm never saying caramel. I've never said it, and I never oh, will say it. Oh, boy, 
And you people disgust and me. you people disgust me. <laughs> You'd rather see your hister or your sister in a whorehound house than uh, <laughs> your brother eating a caramel. Ha- Haribo? Haribo? How do you pronounce it? Gold bears? That candy? Those are like gummy bears, I think. Yeah. Remember, aren't they the ones that... The uh, sugar-free. Yes. Uh, read read the review for the sugar-free gummy bears, for sure. Uh the fact that Swedish fish uh, were low on the list caused me to uh, ignore this list. Uh, Sweden, known for its delicious fish, they're oddly colored. Whoppers. I don't know what they release into the rivers <laughs> in, in Sweden. There, whoppers. I liked as a kid, but I had one the other day as an adult. I found it a little too chalky. Whopper. Oh yeah, that's the. It's like the. M- m- what what's that? It's a malted milk ball. Malted milk. I never liked the malted milk balls. I did as a kid. I don't like them now. It's funny. Mm. I grew out of them. I guess. I guess an adult shouldn't be eating Which those. Which is anyway. another candy that sounds like a venereal disease. Last <laughs> night I mixed some uh, Skittles. <laughs> I mix. I mixed some peanut butter checks with some cocoa crispy uh, cocoa puffs. Oh, attempting to recreate the uh, fabulous peanut butter. Is that Gordon Ramsay over there just from whipping up some concoctions in the <laughs> kitchen? Uh, what, it, what do we got here? Let me it, make up a masterpiece. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I bet it was. Yeah. If you like eating children's food. <laughs> it do was pretty I? delicious. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Laffy Taffy finishes kind of middle of the pack. <laughs> we were it's never made me laugh even once. When we were at Michael's <laughs> wedding and the uh, there was a kid at our table got the uh, the chicken strips and fries. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be hard for whatever meal yeah. that I got to top that. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Pop Rocks, actually, on the list. My kids like the Pop Rocks. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. The amusement of, is it going to make your head blow off? Will you lose so any teeth? So far, so good. Yeah. Sometimes it does. you got to tell your kids yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Every once in a while it happens. Have you done the uh, Mentos Coke thing with them yet? No, I have not. Uh, something to do today. You put Mentos in a you, bottle of Coke? You just yeah. drop a Mentos. Uh, into a two-liter uh, bottle of Coke. Watch the uh, watch the fun begin. You got a Coke. Stand back. What if you eat a Mentos and then drink a Coke? You'll explode. Yeah, <laughs> on site. <laughs> You'll unleash a thirteen-minute-long belch, like that whale in Portland on the beach. You exactly. <laughs> exactly. Parts of you will be spread across the county. Gross. Happens about once a year. You lose a fourth grader. Sure. Oh, another one. Oh, that's a shame. Shouldn't yeah. have done that is what the deal is. Yep. Why don't kids listen? Exactly. Um, I don't know. I'm tired of everything. So it's <sighs> difficult for me to tease things to talk about. Uh, the, uh, I, I can't gal... wait for the presidential election to be over. I cannot wait for it to be over. You and everybody. Yeah. The gal uh, moderating the debate is a known lefty. Oh, Thursday, yeah. there's a yeah. shock. We should give you a little of the bio on her. Oh, shimony. Joe Biden has closed down his campaign for the week, which is interesting. Two weeks to go. Has that ever happened before? Where a candidate has taken a week off with two weeks to go. Yeah, in 1870. But not since. I'll bet it hasn't. No, no indeed. That's wild. What do you think the strategy is? Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. More on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's go to District 10, which features a billionaire. 
Incumbent Scott Trevor is running against the challenger, Rashad Carter. A billionaire? Now, see, how can someone who's so rich know anything about us? Okay, money corrupts the whole system. Well, no, actually, Rashad Carter is the billionaire. He owns a software company. Hmm, and I find that so inspiring. You know, we need more entrepreneurs like that in our community. Look, at least he pays his taxes. That's right. I got to go with the Democrat on this one. Well, Scott Trevor is the Democrat. Rashad Carter is a libertarian. Which is what I like about him. You know, he's an independent thinker. Ah, good little bit on Saturday Night Live with uh, people changing their minds. <laughs> they found out who was a Democrat or who was black or whatever. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, which is the way uh, a lot of politics goes. I finally carved out a little time and watched uh, uh, Ace Ventura do Joe Biden. Uh-huh. Jim Carrey, some call him. Uh, and uh, he's good. He's really good. He looks like him. Crazy old Joe Biden. It's pretty even-handed criticism. I didn't um, mind it. We haven't done this story yet. It happened Friday. A teacher in Paris was beheaded. Because he had shown some pictures of Muhammad in a class to talk about the religion of peace. and uh, Yeah, word got out onto social media. The uh, commentary got more and more fevered on social media until uh, some young uh, Muslim immigrant decided to exact his revenge. And beheaded the poor teacher. And uh, then the 18-year-old Chechen Muslim was shot dead by police. But they just, this morning... I don't know what time it is in France, but uh, uh, raided some homes with some other people that may be involved or something. But. Yeah, plus they, uh, you know, to their non-credit, uh, France has enacted some laws about, um, they go a little far for my taste about inciting extremism, that sort of thing. Um, and so they're arresting people merely for posting, uh, I, I'm glad they sawed off that guy's head. Well, this person had taught a class on the freedom of expression during which he used caricatures of the prophet taken from the Charlie Hebdo magazine, which had that horrifying shooting a couple of years back, remember? Yeah, and the trial actually is going on right now, um, Why? which is why this is back in the news. You know, it's interesting. This guy was teaching a class on free expression, got his head sawed off. There was a rally for free expression in San Francisco, and those people were beaten down by Antifa types. Uh, so that's interesting. But keep listening to the news media when they tell you that the people wearing masks and carrying weapons are the good guys. Beating down free speech rallies? You'd think you'd question that if you had two brain cells to rub together. But anyway, yeah, that's a brutal, brutal story. Jiminy. France has some serious issues. They have those huge, heavily Muslim suburbs of Paris that... uh don't consider themselves France. I wish them well in dealing with that. You know, we could go into detail on this, or we could either just give you the broad outlines and, and you can trust us it's true. The uh, The moderator of the debate on Thursday, Kristen Welker of NBC, is a flaming Democrat. I mean, she's a lefty. She comes from a big, rich, highly connected Democratic family. She celebrated Christmas at the White House with the Obamas. That's, um, that would all be fine because, you know, a lot of these journalists, you know, they're human beings. They have a point of view. They they have backgrounds. That would all be fine if it were ever the opposite. But it never is. Right. Ever. Never, right. ever, ever. And yeah. don't give me, what about Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace, I'd bet you a thousand bucks voted for Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton twice and Barack Obama twice. Whenever Chris Wallace has been registered as a voter, he's a Democrat. 
Um, Which is, you know, fine. Well, again, again but fine. if it were ever the other way, it would be, you know, entertaining. Yeah. And then they mentioned that this was also the gal who was busted. She They went to her live on TV in 2016, and her earpiece was out or something. She didn't realize it. And she was caught on camera tipping off Hillary Clinton's communications director, Jennifer Palmieri, about the questions she's about to ask her. I'm going to ask her about Flynn. I'm going to ask her, and I'm going to ask you about this, okay, uh, in just a second. And then, oh, I'm on? Okay. Tell me this. And then ans- asks the question she just spoon-fed uh, Clinton's communication director. Unbelievable. So she's going to go at Trump like crazy. And then her question to Joe Biden about the Hunter Biden stuff will be, can you believe the right is trying to smear you like the Washington Post? <laughs> Well, we'll see. Um, Ask Trump, are you a dictator? Because you clearly are. Joe Biden, what wonderful new era will you usher in for America? Uh, they're going to be together in person, right? Biden and Trump on Thursday? Allegedly. That's and, the plan. Uh, where is it? I guess don't suppose it makes any difference. On the television. <laughs> <laughs> on, on your computer. On my phone. Is it Philly? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Uh, 90 minutes again, no commercials. Yes, sir. But this Trump, this time Trump won't have COVID. Well, and and Trump allegedly is going to let Joe Biden uh, hang himself. He's going to let him talk. Hmm. We'll see. Watch me. Two weeks from tomorrow is the election, so better do something big. I don't know what it's going to be. Armstrong and Getty.